Welcome to the Trial and Air Podcast with me, Nick Rankar. And today I've got a special guest who I've tried to get on for a little bit. We've been kind of going back and forth and we finally got to make it work. Pauline, call, I was, I was <laughs> starting with the last name. I had, I had to be transparent. I was literally like, I, I butcher your last name. So how do you say it? And she told me it's like Scotch, but Foch. Or, right. Yeah. So I, I yeah. started it with her last name in the right now. So I apologize. It's called no, you're good. Foch. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a great start right there. Oh, man. So thank you for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And I know, obviously, you've got a lot going on with um, an injury you just had. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, quite a speed bump uh, in the process right now. So I had, it'll be seven weeks uh, this Friday. So yeah, tomorrow, uh, since I had ACL reconstruction. Um, And I mean, PT wise, like everything's going super well. Um, I mean, like any injury, especially like with competing and everything, like mentally, emotionally, as always, I would say, Um, at least for me, I would say at least half of it. Um, so it's definitely, you know, day to day, but like just trying to remember to put things into perspective and, um, just have a good overall attitude around it. Cause I know I'll get through this and I don't want to look back and, you know, be like, I just wasted all that time being, I mean, there's definitely, don't get me wrong days where you got to be sad, frustrated and all that stuff, but like, just every day trying to find, you know, the good out of it and um, just, yeah, celebrate the little wins when I can. So obviously it, it is super hard dealing with anything, especially an injury when it's pulling you out. So what, what then is kind of like, what are you seeing in your, you know, in the windshield? Like, what are you looking through to go to get to? Like, what is it that's motivating you next? Yeah, I would say like right now I'm trying to, it's so hard to, cause I, I get asked a lot, you know, like, when will you be back? Like when, you know, and it's so hard. I think you can understand, like, it's so hard to put like this exact date, I'm going to be back to everything and I mean, good to go. And it's, um, it's such a process both mentally and physically to be back to a hundred percent. And, um, so I think like, and my coach has been awesome about that to not give, those exact timelines, at least for like when I'll be back to everything. But like, um, obviously I have a gauge of when I'll be back to like full hundred percent, but we've really been focusing on like setting weekly or monthly goals. And I think that's been really cool. Um, and I've also been keeping like a knee journal in my phone. So like, that's so, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So like when I hurt my shoulder, I, I was miserable and I just wanted to be out of it. And I was just like, or I wanted to be, you know, well, I mean, I think in any injury, you want it to all be, you know, back to normal as soon as possible. And I don't think I appreciated like what that was teaching me. And um, I wish I had documented it more. And so now um, I've just like every day, like whatever we've been doing, I'm documenting what worked, what didn't work, how I felt. Um, both physically and mentally. And I think it's been even, you know, seven weeks out now, it's so cool to be like, oh yeah, like three weeks ago was like the first day I walked without crutches. And like, that was so cool. And like, so it definitely helps put things into perspective. Um, And like right now, I think for me, uh, 
I mean, I think I'll get back to competing in some capacity. Like right now, I'm just really excited. I mean, I know I'm pretty far from it, but uh, like, I can't wait to lift heavy again. Like that's, I think at the center of like all the sports I've done thus far, like that's where I'm just really, really happy. So especially Olympic lifting, like I miss that so much. And like, I got to actually today, I'll get to do um, some just like high hang muscle snatches. And like, it is just so funny how just with the barbell, like nothing crazy, like, but how happy it makes me and like, kind of makes me feel like my quote unquote, like normal self ish kind of. And, uh, so yeah. Yeah. So are you document, are you like posting that anywhere, like a blog or a vlog, like of you tracking all of this, or is this just for you? Uh, I think eventually, like, I mean, it's super raw. Like, I mean, it's like the grammar and like everything is like all over the place. Um, but like right now it's just for me, but I think, uh, I think eventually like I might, you know, make it nice and put it together and like share it. Cause I think, um, that's been a cool part of it too, is, um, I mean, honestly, like when I, you know, injured my knee. I was hoping it wasn't ACL because I knew that would put me out for quite a long time. And I was like hoping it'd be something I could come back in like two, three weeks. And like, you know, I would just kind of like fly under the radar for a little bit. (laughs) And like, um, and, but I think it's been really cool to be uh, really transparent and open about this process, like both the good and bad. And I think it's been um, super just awesome to be able to connect with um a lot of my followers who are going through a similar injury or um about to get surgery or something like that and just um i don't know being able to connect with people in that way and like um you know like i've had someone reach out and be like hey like i watched your video and i just don't feel as alone going through this and like that just means the world to me so um so yeah, so I haven't been like sharing that part, but I think eventually I will. I think that would be, that would help so many people. Um, yeah. Because like you just said, everyone feels alone mm-hmm. until they realize they're not. And especially when somebody can be vulnerable and put it out there to a lot more people, right? Yeah. Like, it's easy to tell a friend sure. or a family member and they're like, right. I understand. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. But that would be so cool. I would, because I would love to see what that looks like. I mean, especially you know, I've gone through a, a bad ACL injury before. So just, uh, you know, you can relate a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. So obviously you had hopes of competing in multiple things, correct? Yeah. So the main thing was, uh, or what I had my sights set on was um, bobsledding this season. And uh, basically like the Olympic trials process had started earlier this year And like the next big part of it um, is actually not this weekend, but next weekend. So push championships. And so talk about like bad timing. It was just like, like literally the day it happened, I had gotten like notified that I was, you know, cleared for like housing. I was going out to the Olympic training center in June and like was all set up. And then like within a matter of hours, like, you know, everything just kind of got flipped on its head pretty much. Um, Were you taking the year off from CrossFit from competing? Yeah, yeah. So I- I wanted to make uh, sure, I I thought so, but. Yeah, so I had kind of fully switched. So I went out to the Olympic Training Center uh, last fall 
And then, so once I got out there, kind of started switching up programming and all that, and just kind of put all my eggs in this basket, um, just to give it a shot. Cause I was like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like, um, and yeah, so now it's just been, it, it's tough. Cause it's, um, especially with, I mean, even with the games coming up and, um, like watching semis and like, you know, I'll watch push championship next week. It's so hard to not have FOMO and stuff and like, <laughs> just be like, man, I just want to be competing. Yeah. And, um, but I'm so excited for my teammates and, uh, you know, they'll do amazing. And I think that's one of the toughest parts is I'm sure you can relate is trying not to go down the rabbit holes of like, oh, like in this alternate reality where I didn't hurt myself, <laughs> like I'd be doing this right now. And, and it's so tough to, you know, I mean, it's so normal to have those feelings. It. You don't want to sit in it for a long time. You can, yeah, no, you got to just be like, that's, that's just not how it is. And like, I have to find like this, you know, I'm on this different path and like, and even if I don't understand what this path is, you know, is right now, like, it's what I'm on. So I'm going to make the best of it. And like, and just with, I mean, any other injury, like it's so much easier to connect the dots, like looking back, like, yeah. so, you know, I have a ton of perspective now on what my, you know, not just injuries, but different setbacks, like in athletics have given me. And, you know, sometimes they're the, a lot of the times they're the ones you learn the most from, even though they're just the crappiest to go through. Oh, I mean, failures so, are what teach us, like truly yeah. the, big, the big lessons. Right. So, yeah. Are you going to continue with bobsled then? So I think right now, like, I'm just going to kind of focus on just getting as healthy and strong as I can and then kind of reevaluate from there. And then I'm also still in school, so kind of wrapping that up and like going to get into like the working field and like so that's going to be really fun um What's so like then like what what yeah what, what is working colleen who, who yeah <laughs> yeah well and working colleen still has like i i mean like like i said i love olympic lifting like i would love to clean and jerk 300 pounds one day Ooh. like that would just be <laughs> it's funny because like i went into i know that's like i mean that's a lot I mean, of that's but, awesome. uh, that's, Yeah. I'm not <laughs> saying you can't. Trust me. I'm not doubting well, you. It's, it's uh it's funny because I actually went into that's the last thing I was talking to my surgeon about before I went under for my ACL reconstruction. Cause they were like asking me, like, oh, like you lift. And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, all like hopped up on all the stuff. And I'm like, I'm gonna clean and jerk 300 pounds. And they're probably like, this girl is nuts. <laughs> Hey, I remember years ago saying, I can't wait till I can clean jerk 300 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not, I mean, but then in perspective, I mean, I remember when for me, like two, I remember I heard somebody clean and jerk 297 pounds. And to me, it like blew my mind. Oh, yeah. Possible. And, yeah. and then perspective, I look back and I'm like, oh, it's just because I didn't, I didn't see people doing it. Like, I didn't think it was possible. Like, you know, yeah. now I'm like, all right, I guess, you know, 400. I'm like, okay, well, I've cleaned 400. Like, do I want more? Do I like, yeah. So, I mean, again, you're, you're always going to push the level, you know, for sure. You're always, yeah. so I think 300 is a great goal. Like, yeah. I mean, I remember the same thing. I remember thinking like, 
it would be amazing to clean and jerk 100 kilos. Like, I thought that was just absurd. I was like, who does this? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's just like every time, like, and like you said, it's like you see other like badass athletes do that. And you're like, all right, like, yeah, like I can do this. Yeah. Like 12, 13 years ago, you didn't have social media posting it all where you could just like right. crank it up. You yeah. just right. you assumed your reality was reality. So, like, yeah. what you didn't see didn't exist. So you're yeah. just like, okay. So that's what I think, you know, I started, geez, I started CrossFit in 2009. And okay. you just, you, there was nothing to compare. So yeah. I look back and I'm like, man, I knew nothing, but there was no one to tell me I didn't. <laughs> you right. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah. You just kind of grow with it until you realize like, man, what would I have done if I walked in now? Like my ego would be crazy. I, so yeah, it's really cool to like, think back on that. But so now okay. obviously you don't know exactly what the future looks like, but competition sits inside of it somewhere with working Colleen. And yeah, <laughs> so I, I'm interested now, like, what is it that you're going to do or that you hope to do when you graduate? Yeah, so I'm finishing up a master's in uh, kinesiology. And when I initially started the master's, um, so I worked as a strength and conditioning coach at Cal after I was done swimming there, or a few years after I was done swimming there, and absolutely loved it and started my master's with the intent of probably going back into some form of that, like probably collegiate athletics of some sort. Yeah. And through my master's, like definitely um, uh, just started to find different things that I was passionate about. And one of them being um, kind of like the quantitative side of things. So I was looking for some like business data analytics degrees that I could do remotely and found one through ASU. Um, and because my master's is also remote, which has made everything a lot easier and more manageable to do. Um, and then through that, and honestly, I wasn't sure how, if I would hate it or yeah. like love it or anything, but I actually really have enjoyed it. And so, um, am like currently looking for jobs in like data and as a data analyst or like business analyst, um, and, uh, really excited. And it is cool. Like, I mean, there's tons of companies where like the two kind of intersect, like yeah. between exercise science and like data analytics and like. That would be super cool for, um, cause I don't want to, with this data analytics side, I'm not trying to like throw out basically like the last like 30 years of my life and like all that I've developed there. So like, I'd love to be able to mesh the two together. Cause I really love, I'm, I'm very passionate about both of them. Um, what specifically yeah. it's like when you say like bring them together, like, can you give an example of like what, what you would love to be able to, to work on? Yeah, so I think, I mean, initially, like, obviously, um, lots of companies, like every company, like usually has like a data team. Um, but like, I would love to work in like data analytics as it pertains to like health and wellness or like physical performance. Um, like, and I think some of that sparked from like, there's so many like wearables nowadays with like tracking, you know, just like your activity throughout the day, your sleep, like all that stuff. So like, I love to nerd out on that stuff. Like getting um, all whoops information. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cool too. Like the other day when I was squatting, we, uh, my coach, um, they have like 
all the cool equipment and toys over there. They have these force plates where I did my sets and it's all hooked up to a computer. And basically it's got like a graph, like showing in real time, like any discrepancies between right and left for me, like if I'm shifting at all. And basically we did sets like up until I could keep the discrepancy below like a certain percentage. And it was like so cool to have basically like these two, my two worlds of like data and exercise and stuff all collide. Um, so yeah, so I'd love to do something like that. Um, but yeah, so I'll be wrapping up uh, both of the degrees in March. So I've still got a little bit of time, but that's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, obviously that fits perfect with your injury. Like, yeah, no, like for sure. It like, is. Yeah. Like that's so cool. So that, yeah, that makes, that makes so much sense. Like that's awesome. So then yeah. you've been competing for a while. So how then did you get here? So like, when did you start competing in CrossFit or in general? Cause you swam in college, correct? Yeah. So yeah. kind of take us through, I would love to know, like kind of take us through your collegiate career and give a little like origin story yeah so i grew up playing sports like i love that my parents were down to let us try like anything and everything um and then going into like i'd say like eighth grade going into high school like my parents were like okay you gotta like pick one yeah. like instead of doing a million sports <laughs> and uh swimming was definitely the one i was best at so we were like all right we'll stick with that and then, um, and I was good in like the beginning of high school, but I wasn't like amazing, I would say. Um, and I definitely peaked later. Um, and we, we moved my junior year in high school, we moved to California and just, I had an amazing coach, amazing team. And I think through just really loving the sport again, cause I definitely, like I would say in high school was going through kind of a burnout phase. Um, and I think moving was just the best thing ever and just getting on a, on a new team and just new environment. Um, and I think it was, yeah, it was amazing. And so I actually went to Notre Dame my freshman year, swam oh, wow. there. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> what? I'm right there. Oh, nice. <laughs> Literally a mile from Notre Dame for like 10 years. Really? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so I, I did that for a year and just wasn't for me. And so I transferred to Cal um, and was amazing. Like we, uh, just a phenomenal experience, um, part of an amazing team. We won NC2As my junior and senior year, which was awesome. And then, uh, and then after it, I definitely was, uh, I feel like I just wasn't prepared to like not be an athlete anymore. Yep. And so oh, when okay. I was done, I was like, oh my God, like what do I do now? Um, and I loved lifting. I loved the weight rooms. I ended up interning with the strength and conditioning department at Cal. So it was really cool because I got to still work with the teams and stuff. Um, ended up working there as a strength coach. And then during that time, I had a friend uh, bring me to NorCal regionals in Santa Rosa, like when they were still like split yeah. NorCal, SoCal and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, was that 13, uh, 2013. Yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. That was good. That was good. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, no, it was awesome. It was just like, I felt like so at home. I was like, I've never even done this before, but I was like, this is so cool. And I signed up the following day at a box and like, I was hooked. Like I wanted to go in every day, no rest days. Like I just wanted to be there all the time. And it, it fed that same feeling that I got from like being on a team swimming. Um, cause I loved working out with other people. Like I loved the competitive aspect, like, cause the gym I would go to, like they'd write up everyone's score every day on a whiteboard. And like, I loved walking in and being like, all right, like, what's the best time? <laughs> like, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and then from there, like, I remember the watching the games in 2013 and not really thinking like. I was like, that would be so cool to be there one day, but it seemed like so far off, like even regionals. I was like, this is, um, those people are on another level. And, uh, and then, so 14 was my first open, um, qualified for regionals. Um, definitely got real humbled, like <laughs> very humbled. Uh, Cause I was still like, I don't know. I was still very new and I definitely like was cherry picking like yeah, training oh, yeah, stuff. That, yeah. and so um and that was actually the first those time moments ever... that define whether you're going to be successful or not yeah like I I remember that was uh oh that was the year that might have been the first year it was the handstand walking like for distance yeah that was 14 yeah was one of the yeah. first events or second event yeah, yeah, that was like a hang snatch, I think. Yeah, like didn't yeah. you hang snatch and you had like a rest or vice versa? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was one or that. Yeah, yeah like two that. years in a row though, so it's confusing which year. Yeah, yeah. So I remember I was like, yeah, like a few weeks before scrambling. I'm like, how do I handstand? <laughs> like, I don't want to do this. Um, <laughs> it was so cool, and I was like, all right, like I wanna, I wanna do this. Um, and then, uh. Long story short, uh, kept doing it. Um, and then in, what was it, 16, I was two spots away from making the games and then found out my rotator cuff was torn and I was like, well, this sucks. And then, but it was awesome because like that ended up like through CrossFit, I met Molly Vollmer, who's still one of my best friends and like ended up going team with NorCal and that was awesome. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. And then, um, you know, after that was like, I still have this goal of making it individually. 2018 came up two spots shy again, and then, uh, and then qualified in 19. Um, and then, and then uh, last summer, um, I mean, the games in 2019 definitely didn't pan out like how I, had hoped it there were definitely like anyway. it was yeah, yeah this is a very different year and like there were great moments a lot of frustrating moments but I learned a ton and um and then was like fully prepared I was like all right like gonna get back there and then last summer uh one of the pilots for the U.S. bobsled team reached out um and asked you know if I'd ever thought about bobsledding and honestly I mean I up until we had talked, like, I just didn't know how people really got into it. Um, and so long story short, like we talked a bunch, talked to the coaches, ended up going out last fall to train with the national team, tried out for the national team, um, and then made the national team, which was amazing and got to compete in a few races, uh, last winter. And then, um, took a little bit of 
just like time off a little bit off season, got back into training and then tore my ACL. And then, and then now we're here. <laughs> so, but, but yeah. Do you, do you have a fire at all to make it back to the games again? You know, and I want to preface this just because you don't right now doesn't mean that you won't. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. right now, no. Um, and not necessarily because I, you know, it's hard. Cause I think it's like, of course, looking back, I'm like, and especially seeing how things are now, I'm like, Oh, it's like kind of tempting. <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> but, uh, but I think like, you know, CrossFit has given me so much and I have no doubt that, you know, in, uh, like the next season of my life, I'll do some version of it because I do love it. Um, but I think, I think I also know that it's not something I can just kind of be like, oh, I'll, you know, train a little bit and go to the games. Like, it's just not that way. And so, um, I think, that's the thing is like, I know what it would take like physically, mentally, time-wise and all that stuff. And I think I've just, I have different things that I want to focus on now. So, um, but, but yeah, so. So then I got now, I kind of normally start to end on this side is with what you said, what, and I actually have two questions for you. Um, mm-hmm. separate but similar one what is some advice you would give to somebody who because there's gonna be a lot of people like inside CrossFit or that are competitors and something that are going to listen to this like what would you say to them what's some of the best advice you could give to somebody who is you in 2013 or 14 who falls in love can't is obsessed with whatever this is feels so far away but yet can't hold themselves back and wants to get there faster I would say, um, just from like a training perspective, like finding a great coach and training environment and a coach, um, and a support system that understands your goals and is going to hold you accountable. I mean, obviously you've got to hold yourself accountable because I mean, at the end of the day, like no one's going to, no one can do it for you. I mean, your coach can be, uh, I mean, I've been blessed to have amazing coaches in my life, but like, like they, um, you know, they're not going to do the work for you. So like, you're going to be the one who's going to have to not only show up in training, but like make all of the decisions outside of training that need to align with the goals like you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also knowing that like, there is going to be setbacks and like, it's, I think also knowing that like some stuff isn't going to pan out exactly how you want it, but like, um, you can learn from all that stuff. And I think it's important to not try to gloss over that stuff. Cause I think that's how I kind of used to be be like, well, that's shitty. I just don't want to think about it. And I'm just yeah. going to move on. And I think that's like, Sam, uh, my coach, when I was doing CrossFit, like he was really good about like after, um, competitions and stuff, like really having me reflect on like what went well, what didn't go well, what was in my control, like what I could have done different. What do I want to do different in the future? Um, instead of just trying to forget it. Um, and I think also just like, as hard as it is, like just being, um, you know, cognizant of 
you know, like taking care of yourself. Like, I think it's, you know, especially like when you're in sports and you just like, you always want to do more. And it's like, it's good to know when to like reel it back into sometimes like not only physically, but mentally as well. And I think that's what also comes with having a great coach is like, I mean, even right now, like I'm, I'm so thankful to be working with my coach who's, you know, in charge of all my physical therapy right now, because there are some days where like, I want to push it. And he's like, Colleen, you're done. Like <laughs> we're, yeah. and it's, and left my own devices. Like I'm going to keep pushing. And having that, like, that you can trust. Cause obviously yeah. if you trust them or believe in them. You would just ignore them. Yeah. hundred so percent. Not finding people who are soft to, to help you. You got to find somebody who yeah. you look up to. Yeah, exactly. And on the same end of the, or other end of the spectrum, like someone who's gonna like push you when like you don't want to either. So, I mean, it's, you know, gotta have that good, good balance, but yeah. But I think also just like having fun with it. Um, Cause there's definitely moments where like, I look back on my athletic career and I think like I was so stressed out or like so worried about things that like in the grand scheme of things, like we're not, like I didn't need to be that stressed or freaked out about, or like, um, or like moments where I wish I had just kind of like taken it in a little more yeah. and like, I'm like, man, this is just like really awesome. And, and I think that's hard too. Like when you're in it, I think it's easier to look back like retrospectively, but, um, but yeah, I think just like, just enjoying it along the way. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that actually I would do, I think at the games in 2015, it was my second games and I was sitting inside after, um, I think we were maybe on like day, I think we did four or five days that year. It was stupid. And yeah, it was like the third day and there's like 10 guys sitting around and about five of them are rookies. And they're like, man, next year, I'm going to do this, this, this. And they're just talking about next year. And yeah. I literally said, we're halfway through this year <laughs> of the five days you worked the entire year and probably more years to get to. And you're thinking about next year. And I said, yeah. do, you know, do you know when my next year was? I said, I made the games in 2011. It took me four years for my next year. I said, I, in 2011, I sat there talking about what I was going to do next year. And there wasn't. Yeah. A next year. Right. I said, this may be your next year and your only year. Yeah. Like, don't push it away to go and prepare for next year because you still already prepared for this year. <laughs> like, yeah. So there was so and I had I got messages a bunch of those guys never made it back. And I got messages. There was a guy who made it back three years later. And he said to me, he's like, Nick, ever since you said that, I've thought about it, but I want to let you know, like I'm back. And I was like, <laughs> Hey man, That's awesome. in. like enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it's gone just as fast as you have it. Right. Well, and it's hard too. like, I think, um, I mean, that's such good advice. Cause it's like, if you're, and I mean, I get it. It's tough, like not to think, like get ahead of yourself a little bit sometimes, but like it's stealing like the moment you're in and it's like, yeah, it's just like, it's not like, we're not guaranteed like a next season or like whatever it is. Like, not that you want to be like, well, I could be injured, but like, you know, you just want to like stay present yep, as take that breath, look possible. around, like take it in even for a second, yeah. you know, like it, right. it doesn't take long. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I wish I had, like, even in the 2019 games, I think 
Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like I was dying for something heavy by the time, like we got to my last event, like before I got cut was Mary in the Coliseum. Oh yeah. And, and like, (laughs) definitely not really in my wheelhouse. So I was like, but it was one of those things where like, that was my first time in the Coliseum as an individual. And it's like, not that I took it for granted, but like, I think I could have been a little bit better about, again, it's a learning process. And like, I had to go through it, but like, man, like, like you said, just to take a deep breath and be like, you know what? Like I'm here. Like that's everybody in those hands wishes like, they were me, even though they don't. <laughs> yeah. They think they I don't do. know what we do. doing. They're probably like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> so I got, so my second question is, yeah. is, I would say nowadays very related to that first question of like, well, how do you get to where you are with that back end from a lot of people of, because it's going to give you social media following, you're going to become famous and everyone's going to know who you are. Right. Like (laughs) that kind of like lags behind a little bit with this. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who obviously maybe they want to grow a following? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, like that would, um, not saying like, I mean, to each their own, but like, I think, especially like in sports, I think that's like a lot of pressure to put on yourself. If you're like, oh, like if I win an event or like, you know, I'm going to get more media time and like all this stuff. And then that's going to grow my following. And like, and I mean, I know there is that added pressure from like, you know, this is people's livelihood and they're like, okay, well, I'm going to get like a bonus here, a bonus there if I like do well. But I think it's, it shouldn't be, or at least in my perspective, like I wouldn't want that to be like my be all end all, like my driving force to do it. Cause I think, I feel like for me, like my why has to be like detached from that Yep. because I think like, if that's all I was doing it for, I honestly don't think I'd like be in it very long. Yeah. <laughs> um, And I mean, I think it is like a really cool byproduct of like, I mean, it's so cool. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like being at the games in 2019 and like, you know, seeing people, they're like, I've been following you since your first regionals. And it was like, so cool to see you on the floor and like, or like meet people in real life that like have been like along this journey with me. And like, I'm so grateful for like the people that have stuck with me because it's been one hell of a ride like especially over the last year or so I'm like please bear with me right now but like yeah I mean I think it's uh it's so cool that like as a competitor as an athlete like you can have the opportunity to like build a platform and I think it's been so cool for athletes to be able to like leverage that like post competing and stuff to be able to build businesses and all that stuff um but yeah I would say that'd be like really hard if like that's the only driving force behind like because I mean like you know it's it's really hard like it's no joke like trying to like train that much and like the time and all that stuff so yeah I think you said it awesome when the people who have stuck with you through this journey because all you're basically doing online is taking people on a journey with you and sharing along the way um because i think that you're going 
it's going to be hard no matter what, any direction yeah. you go in life, whether it's not competing or it is, but it's being able to have the most fun in what's mm-hmm. hard is what's going to carry you along. You know, when you, when yeah. you go outside of it and you create other things to, to carry you along, you're going to stop. So it's, you obviously yeah. enjoy training. I enjoy training. Yeah. The people who are the most successful in training all the time really enjoy it. And especially when it's really sucky because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And there's the people who just want it, but they don't enjoy it. They're not going to stick with it. Like it's- yeah, no, exactly. And I think like you said, I think my, or at least I hope, like, I think my followers know that. And like, I love that, like I can connect with them on that or like, um, and like you said, like with the good and the bad, like having fun, like, and going through the sucky workouts and all that, or like, right now, like going through the sucky workouts that are like rehab. Yeah. You feel um, pathetic probably too sometimes. You're like, this is so sad. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I'm like, yeah, but it's, it is cool though. Like I, uh, I mean, like the most I've now back squatted in the last like few months is like 95 pounds. But like, man, was I so thankful for that 95 pounds. Cause like, I mean, that's the thing too. Like it's so tough. Cause like, when you're in it and you're like just grinding and stuff, like there are days for sure, like, or at least I'll speak for myself, like where I'm just like, I just don't like, I don't think I have anything in me right now. I'm like, I don't want to do this. And like, sometimes it is hard to like have perspective and be like, this is a you know small part of a bigger goal. And, yep. but it's like reflecting on times when you didn't have the choice to do it. It's like, when you're injured, you're like, I give anything for that shitty day yeah, at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> like, Great and it's like, yeah. And it's just like, so yeah, I think that's, uh, stuff like this. That's what helps me a little bit is like, it just teaches me to be thankful and grateful for, for the ability to like, to make the choice to go into the gym and to, like not every day is going to be pretty or like awesome, but, and even just like everyday things. Um, but yeah, just to be appreciative of all that stuff. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on here and chatting. I don't want to keep you yeah. any longer. I don't, I don't even know how long we've been on, but I meant to ask you how long you could go. So oh, no, you're good. <laughs> okay. Obviously you don't enjoy your day, but I really appreciate it. Is there anywhere that people can follow you or anything people should know about you before we go? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, just Colleen Foch, and then uh, YouTube as well, Colleen Foch. Foch, remember that, Foch. Yeah, Foch. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was Nikki Rankar on the Trial and Air Podcast Show.